This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Widow Podcast. I'm back. I feel like I haven't recorded an episode for so long. Um, The last two episodes were old episodes that I have re-released because it's been a bit manic. It has been a little bit manic. Um, I have been quite unwell. I picked up some really horrible, nasty virus in January, which knocked me out for about three weeks. It was horrible. Then my mother-in-law, Simon's mum, has been in hospital and I've had to care for her because um, I'm the only sort of family member she's got nearby. And it's been really challenging. And on top of that, I have had to say goodbye to the ladies that have finished their 12 months in my Finding Hope in Widowhood program, which has just been emotional because it's sad to say goodbye, but it's also wonderful to watch them spread their wings and to take everything they have learned forward with them with much more clarity, much more confidence and an idea of where they're heading, a a sense of belonging in the world they didn't have before with newfound friendships and connections all around the world. People are traveling and it's just such a beautiful thing. And then of course, I've been inviting people into Finding Hope in Widowhood, um, which started again mid-February. And that's always just wonderful, welcoming new people in to the program and helping them take those steps forward towards a brighter future. So the beginning of 2024 has been crazy and slightly challenging, <laughs> but, you know, we, we figure it out. You, you know, my mantra of I'll figure it out just comes into play so much in life. When I was ill, you know, and you think, what am I going to do? I've, I've got people relying on me and I figured it out. I, I found a way. And, you know, with my mother-in-law, I figured it out and I found a way. And we just keep going. We just keep going. We just keep figuring things out in the best way that we can, understanding that we don't always have all the answers. We can't always have all the answers. And it's okay not to have all the answers. But I really now have this, in a belief that I'll find my way. I'll find my way. It'll be okay. I might need some help. I might need some support. I might need to change things a little bit. I might need to have a slightly open mind as to what this is going to look like versus what I expect it to look like. And and that's okay. It's learning to, to be adaptable, to be fluid, not too rigid, because as we all know, we plan, we dream, We have an idea of of what we're working towards and where we're heading in life. And that can change in an instant for many different reasons. And our job is to learn how to bounce back, is to learn how to adapt and how to navigate these challenges. And some challenges are, are smaller and some are huge, like losing a loved one, the biggest. And sometimes we can figure things out a little quicker than others, depending on the enormity of the challenge that we face but we do figure it out. We do find our way. So welcome back. 
thank you for joining me and I'm really looking forward to doing some more episodes of the Widow podcast. As you know, it now looks a little bit different. I've had to adapt it a little bit. We are bringing episodes every other week and there will be 10 episodes altogether. Um, And then I'll come back later in the year with 10 more episodes. I have some wonderful guests lined up, some lovely conversations coming your way and really looking forward to bringing those to you. In this episode, I wanted to talk about navigating our relationships after loss. It's huge. It comes up so much in my membership, in my program, in in the communities that I support, because, you know, losing a life partner doesn't only alter the dynamics of our own personal life, but it also affects our social relationships it's a it's a complex landscape of friendships, family dynamics, social interactions that we are trying to find our way in as we adjust to life without our person. And everything feels different. Everything looks different. People are uncomfortable with the change in us. They don't know how to be around our grief. Like we, I say this all the time, we live in a grief illiterate society we don't understand it. And what works for one doesn't work for another. We don't have the answers. We can't solve the problem. We don't have the solutions. That makes us feel deeply uncomfortable as human beings. And I think sometimes our expectations as a griever can be quite high on other people. There's definitely, definitely for me, there was an expectation that somebody was going to be able to save me. Somebody was going to be able to make it all better. And that was a subconscious belief that I had, but nevertheless, it was there. And I wasn't aware of it for a long time until I started doing the deep inner work on myself. And then I realized, do do you know, like nobody is coming to save me. Nobody can do this work for me. Nobody has got a solution to this problem because this isn't a problem that can be fixed. Grief is something that we learn to live alongside and we do, and we find our way. But but there's, there's no quick fix. There's no easy answer. There isn't a solution to this that somebody has and they can give us. And that's really hard. So I think, you know, there's a lot of dynamics that change and we're all trying to find our way in those shifts. We as the griever and the people around us, colleagues, family, friends, whoever it is that we are spending our time with. And, you know, these social relationships change. And I think what comes up probably the most in the discussions that we have is that there's a lot of disappointment in some some friends that we have in that they don't show up for us in a way that we would expect them to. Some friends do. Some friends will go out of their way. Sometimes the, the friends you least expect to, but they will absolutely step up and provide that support, that companionship that you need. But others, they they withdraw and they struggle to know how to offer support. They don't know how to show up. They don't know what to say. So they, they pull back and that leaves us feeling rejected and hurt. And it's really hard for us to understand why this happens, but they do and it's common and it's not necessarily a reflection of your worth or your place 
in their life as a friend or, or family member, we all respond to grief in different ways. And some are just brilliant. Some know how to do it. Others don't. And I think it's learning to understand that everyone has their own way of processing and understanding and responding to loss. And, and some have the capacity to support you in ways that others don't. And recognising that actually there's space for many different types of support in our lives. Some will offer the emotional support, a shoulder to cry on. Some will offer the practical support, cutting the grass, cooking a meal, taking you to appointments, picking up the kids. Um, some will provide fun and laughter and, and give you those those glimmers, those moments of joy that you so desperately crave and actually need in your journey. Um, others will be adventurous. Others will take you on holidays. Some people might tick a few of those boxes, but we can't expect everyone to show up in, in the same way for us or in a way that we think they should or in a way that we think we would show up for them. That's one of the biggest causes of our suffering is expecting other people to show up in the same way that we believe we would show up because they're not us. They, they don't think like you do. They don't see the world like you do. They haven't got the personality traits, the characteristics that you have. So somebody else can't show up for you in the way that you feel you would show up for them. And expecting them to causes us more suffering. Now, absolutely, I get that some people are just down and out rubbish and step away from it and it hurts. And that's another loss. That's more grief that we're trying to navigate and understand. Look for the people that are able to show up for you in the way that you need and focus on them. Those that you feel let down by may well come back into your life further down the line. They may not. There's a lovely poem out there. It's called A, a Season, A Reason or A Lifetime. And I think it really helps us to understand, actually, that not everybody that comes into our life necessarily stays in our life for a long time. And that's OK. That's OK. I think communication is absolutely paramount. Being open and honest is crucial when we are trying to navigate these relationships, these connections that we have with people around us. It's expressing your needs and being clear on your, your boundaries, as well as being able to listen and understand their perspectives. Now, depending on where you are in your journey, your capacity to do this is going to be different. Because if you're in the very early raw days of your loss, you have not got the capacity to care and take on somebody else's perspective on your loss. And that's okay. If you're a little bit further down the line, you may well have the capacity to have those conversations and, and open up that line of communication. Because it helps to avoid misunderstandings and it does absolutely strengthen relationships. And if we're not able to communicate truthfully and honestly, what we're building our relationship on isn't maybe authentic and isn't rooted in anything real and meaningful. When we open our hearts and our minds and we hold space for people to share their truth without judgment, without criticism, it deepens those connections, it deepens those bonds, it creates those safe spaces for us that that we need. So, you know, surround yourself with people that offer that to you. If you don't feel safe and supported, you feel like you're being judged and criticised, that's, that's not going to give you the environment in which you feel you can share your truth in. So don't. 
find the people that do hold that space for you. If you don't have them in your life already, go find them. They're out there. You know, and this is what I love about my communities. It brings people together that are going through something similar and by default creates those spaces where people can can share their truth and be open about their vulnerabilities and actually build those strong connections, those bonds, and, and people do. And it's wonderful, wonderful to see. I think being sort of really clear on our boundaries as well is important and understanding what you're willing to talk about, what you're willing to give, what you're willing to tolerate um, is important for us to understand so that we can be clear ourselves, that we can uphold those boundaries ourselves and let people know respectfully but assertively what our needs are and that those needs are respected you know, if somebody asks you a question, but you don't feel ready to answer it yet, just saying, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Or if somebody says something that feels a bit hurtful, just kind of saying, I know that comes from a good place, but it feels a bit uncomfortable to me right here, right now. The people around us are rarely trying to intentionally cause us more harm or hurt or suffering. People can be clumsy with their words and we've all been there. We've all done it. It's part of life. And I think sometimes showing some grace to others, I think it's allowing the people that show up for us that space where they where they can be there and, and welcoming them in with open arms rather than pushing them away because they're not doing the right thing. I think it, it does take a lot of courage to show up for somebody in deep, raw grief because it's scary, because you know they're hurting, you don't know how to help them, you know you're probably going to say something that doesn't feel that helpful or useful to them. And I think if somebody's brave enough to come and knock on your door anyway, acknowledge that and, and have the conversations. Again, you know, it's like, say to them, look, we don't know. Neither of us know what we're doing here. This is this is new territory for both of us. I don't really know what's going to help me. You don't know what's going to help me. You may well say something one day that will really annoy me and another day it will feel supportive. Let's create a, a two-way kind of stream here that lets each other know what's working and what isn't so that we can support each other and you can support me in the best way possible without it coming between us. Because it is hard. Let's acknowledge this from the beginning. Let's speak to our friends and family and say, you know, like, this is going to be a long, tricky road. And I want to protect the relationship I have with you because you're important to me. But I also recognise that this is going to be difficult for us both. It is. So that you can let people know if they say something unhelpful or, or clumsy that just doesn't sit right with you, but from their point of view was well-meaning, let them know, you know, just say, I know you're trying to help and I do appreciate it, but at the moment this isn't really helping. You, you know, letting them know that they, they can't fix your pain. They can't solve your grief. That's not what we're trying to do here. Um, it's, it's just sitting in the darkness with you. And, and I think what's really important for people to know that we can all find somebody to do something with, but actually... Finding somebody to do nothing with is really hard. And finding people to just come and maybe cook you dinner and sit with you whilst you eat it, watch TV with you of an evening. I, you know, just not necessarily having to talk or do anything, but just be there by your side when you need it. 
Create new connections. I think they're really important. Finding people that are going through something similar, which is what I provide in my communities, because I think that is one of the most powerful things that we can absolutely do for ourselves, seeking that support. People that are going through a similar experience and and building those relationships because it helps us understand ourselves. And when we understand ourselves, we're able to communicate better with others. Be kind to yourself, you know, and be kind to others. I think this is a a two-way street, really. We can absolutely have high expectations of those around us. may not be entirely fair, and they probably have high expectations of us, which probably aren't entirely fair. And so then we're kind of butting heads somewhere in the middle of all that, which again is why this, this communication is so important. And letting people know what you're doing to support yourself. You listen to this podcast, you might be in my community. Um, you know, you're seeking that support, reading the books, whatever it is you're doing, but just letting people know you're educating yourself and you're trying to learn about how you do this. You're trying to figure out who you are and where you fit in in the world now because you don't know. Tell them that things feel different. Tell them that you don't feel like you know where you fit in anymore. Tell them that you find it hard to mix in couples or you want to mix in couples because you miss, you you know, the company of the opposite sex or or whatever that is. I craved male company after Simon died. Like I, I missed it so much and I liked spending time with my couple friends. But for a lot of people, they don't, they can't cope with it because they're surrounded by couples and they don't want to be because it's a reminder of what they haven't got anymore. So, you you know, think about what helps you and say to those around you, like, I I think this is what I need. I think this is going to, to help me. Can you help me find that and provide that for me in my life. Um, Explore new activities, new hobbies, new interests, because this helps you discover who you are in this new chapter, book, verse of your life, Um, because it is different and it will look different. Meaningful connections, I think, are one of the most powerful healing parts of our of our journey you know I always say it we cannot heal in isolation it's through our connection with others that we find our way and it's ensuring that those connections with the people around us are meaningful and recognizing that that you know losing a life partner does change our relationships with others around us but there are opportunities to forge new and meaningful relationships and there's different ways of doing that but it's incredibly healing. And I know it can feel daunting and scary to go out there and meet new people and connect with new people, but it's incredibly powerful. It really is. I know it's hard. I know it's really, really hard. And I'm not saying don't worry about it. You know, people aren't showing up for you, just push it to one side. If somebody's not being particularly kind or compassionate to you in your journey to just say, oh, well, I'll go to somebody else. And I know it's not as clear cut as that. I've had challenges along the way with, you know, people in my life and and it cuts deep because you're already fragile. You're already hurting. It doesn't take much for somebody to do something to, to add to that hurt and that pain and that discomfort. And it needs its time. It needs acknowledging. It needs space find the people that you can talk to and share those challenges with so that you can move through it 
and you will move through it and you will come out the other side. The way you feel now isn't the way you're going to feel forever. How your relationships with your friends and family are now aren't necessarily how they're going to be forever. Yeah, you might lose some. Yes, there might be a big shift in others. Some might just fall by the wayside for a bit, but come back further down the line. It all changes and it it will all evolve around you. The most important thing is that you do whatever you can to support yourself and you find your way. You find the people that you need to help you navigate this journey that you find yourself on. Do the work. Do the work on you. Get clear on, on who you are and create that awareness around what you feel supports you and communicate that to the people that matter. You know, there was a, somebody said something to me in, in one of the coaching calls once about the people around them and, and feeling judged and doing things and you worry about what other people are going to say about you. And something really struck me and, and it stayed with me actually, because it's important to remember that those that mind don't matter but those that matter don't mind. Get clear on who matters because you'll have a lot of people around you, but actually we have a small, small handful. You might have two, three, four, maybe five people in your inner circle. Those people really matter. Those people won't mind. They won't judge. They won't criticise. There will be people in your outer circle that you spend time with that might be important to you, but you wouldn't necessarily class as your inner circle. You may feel that they mind about some things somewhere along the line, but does it matter? Because do they have the facts? Do they know everything? Do they completely understand your journey? So just remember, those that mind don't matter. Those that matter don't mind. Remember that and stay true to you. Always stay true to you because those that matter will will stick by you. They will. And the others, they'll find their way. They will find their way in one way or another, whether they stay in your life or they take a break for a bit or they've just had their time in your life and it's it's time to, you know, to go your separate ways. But it is hard. I know it's hard. Try not to personalise things. Like I say, people are, are generally not trying to intentionally hurt you or upset you anymore. They just don't know. They don't understand. Try not to internalise other people's actions and behaviours and make it about you. It rarely is. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your ongoing support. It's so lovely to read your messages. As always, if this episode has been helpful in some way, please like, share, comment, let people know it's there. It helps me to reach more people and shine that light in the darkness that we all so desperately need when we find ourselves in this world of widowhood. Sending you lots of love as always, and I will see you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Bye.